0: Play by Zoe sunisi Grossberg. Characters Julia Ford, played by Sophie Falvey Frida Levinsky, played by Katie Friedemann Edward Llewellyn slash Ezra Levinsky, played by Justin Polofsky Act One, Scene One A Small Apartment on the Lower East Side of Manhattan November 1938
1: Do you want me to fix you something? That's all right. I can do tea or even heat you up some soup or something. I have some left over. I can just put it on the stove. I'm fine. You've been driving all day. You must be famished. It wasn't that many hours. Traffic was light. We only saw a little trouble getting out of Boston. Ezra's probably told you about my cooking, huh? I'm a complete idiot in the kitchen. My ma sends me the most explicit instruction, and I still botch it up. She's a miracle worker with food, as are all my cousins, of course. I'm the bad egg. You're dodging a bullet here. He didn't tell me anything. I'm just not very hungry. Suit yourself.
2: Is he Ezra to your whole family? There's no one calling Eddie?
1: I mean... That's not his name. Right, but he chose it, so I just wondered. It's fine to wonder, but that's just not how it is. He's always Ezra to us. I mean, if you changed your name, would your ma call you something different? I suppose not. You can imagine how it all went down. He's told me a little. Does he talk about us much? His family, I mean.
2: Not really before now.
1: Now that he has to. I guess. If it makes you feel any better, I haven't heard much about you either. Of course, that's because he and I didn't really talk much. Before now, as well. Well, he told me a lot about you on the ride over. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. All my faults. The time I stapled his finger. He said you did that on purpose. He snitched on me. To his mother. Did he tell you that? It was a snitch. All mama's boys are. And all Jewish boys are mama's boys. He grew out of it quicker than most. The stapler helped. <laughs> you know, I never told you. I think it's pretty impressive how you met him. Working at the Globe together and all. It can't be easy to get a job there as a woman.
2: They had me doing these types of, you know, feminine advice columns at first, but that went on to the real thing eventually. Eddie was the only one who talked to me before they moved me up. Said it was a shame that I was stuck on that while he got all the big scoops.
1: Was it awful there? How do you mean? You know how. I get one image of those sort of places. Cigar smoke, condescension, all men in suspenders with their shirt sleeves rolled up calling you honey.
2: Oh, yes, it was. But also not. It was so exciting. I always felt like I got a peek into the Inner Sanctum, that sort of world they keep from us. I was just starting to think I was one of them, and then this. um, Well, I don't know where I'll get a job like that again. Especially starting fresh in a new city and all.
1: Have you ever been to New York before?
2: Oh, I I visited, but not for long. And not, um, these parts? Is this where students
1: often live? (laughs) No, it's where people fresh off the boat live. Not the type of place they have nice New England girls visit. It's sort of far from campus, but it was my parents' one condition on me getting my own place. This and a roommate, who luckily for you two left to get married in October. They like the neighborhood. We have lots of family floating around here. It's that shtetl mentality, always needing to be in the village. Shtetl? Uh, it's what Jewish towns were called. Back in the old country. And what is the old country? Germany, for most of us. Have you ever visited? No, you don't really... Well, you just don't really go back. Especially now. Right. Of course, of course. Um, my mother's family is from
2: England. There's a branch of them back over there. We visited in summers when I was younger. I guess I just wondered. If-
1: it's different with us. Right.
2: It was a big fight with my parents when I got my own place, too. I mean, I was rooming with two girlfriends, but even that, they're so old-fashioned. They wanted me to stay in a boarding house. And they nearly lost their minds when I moved in with Eddie last year.
1: Because you're not married, or because he's Jewish? Oh. Well...
2: They didn't really know he was Jewish. Or I didn't tell them, but... uh, I think they figured it out, or... Well, you
1: know they didn't know his family. So, my mother wouldn't let me move in with a man either, I'm sure. Not that that's much of a problem. We're the two black sheep of the family, Ezra and I. I assume he told you why. Oh, yes, he mentioned. It doesn't bother me. We have, at the Globe, one of our theater critics is the same as well. He knows he has no choice but to not be bothered by it. I'm the last refuge in our family. The only one who's a bigger exile than me is him. Do they really all know about you? I, th- I thought most people didn't reveal that sort of thing. It's not a thing that's talked about, but it's a thing that's obvious. If I talked about it, I'd be a bigger pariah than Ezra. Besides, you're an easily remedied situation. All you have to do is convert, and then they'll at least snidely tolerate you. Whisper about it at the bris, the yentas tutting that your children will never have Kreplock made right, that sort of thing. Of course, his Goyasha name is never going to be fully forgiven. Nearly killed his poor mother. I met her. Eddie's mother. She came to the hospital within a day. And I assume immediately ordered the nurses about? No, as if she
2: was a sea captain. She seemed quite intelligent. I mean... She speaks English very well. They tried to placate her by implying she didn't know what they were saying, but she proved quite the opposite. Seemed to know more about medicine and how he should be treated than his own doctors did.
1: I can picture it. She'd always whip us into shape when we stayed with her. My mother is different, Sephardic. They're gentler and such. Sephardic, is that, um, Spanish? If you go back far enough, but she came over from Naples. It was such a scandal when she married my father. Plus, she was the second wife. It's why they say my brother and I are so good-looking. Sephardim are known to look better than Ashkenazim. I mean, look at Ezra. He's too nevish to live.
2: I think Eddie is rather handsome. When I met him, I thought he looked like a matinee idol.
1: I'm pulling your leg. Oh. It's like Jew talk. I don't know. We're not actually better looking I don't know. Are most of your friends at school Jews? More when I was an undergrad, but those are who I'm closest with, so I guess. And most of the children I tutor are Jews. But Upper West Side Jews, different from us, came over longer ago so they feel more American. Plus, we're from Brooklyn. Rougher sensibility. Oh.
2: I'd love to visit Brooklyn, Coney Island and all. Eddie says he'll take me when the weather warms up. He told me all about taking the subway there on the weekends as a kid. I grew up going to the sea a lot too in Newport. And we spent our first date on the beach in Boston. It got rained out, some terrible summer storm. We were completely soaked and he packed this picnic and it got ruined. And at first we both seemed awfully disappointed and would have to split. But he said that we should just make the best of it. So we sat in my car turned up the radio, and ate what we could salvage, and just talked. And it ended up being somehow the loveliest time I'd had in ages. I guess that's when I
1: knew I really liked him. Interesting. We went to Coney Island a lot, as kids. It's where we learned to swim. He was better at it than me. I was always a little afraid of the water. I haven't really gone since with school friends or anything. It would be strange, like an invasion of childhood or something. I know what you mean.
2: I took my roommate from school back to my house one holiday and seeing her on my streets or in my childhood bedroom, it didn't make sense, like a superimposed photograph. You could come along, you know, if Eddie and I go to Coney Island.
1: That's kind, but it would be even stranger. And I'd feel like some maiden aunt. I really don't mean to intrude on your life like this. It was awfully kind of you to let us stay to begin with. I wouldn't have turned Ezra away. Not in the state he's in. In the state he's in. Lovely little euphemism.
2: I can't stop seeing it. Over and over.
1: You were there? I thought he was alone. I saw the um... The
2: paint on our door. I'd gotten home a little earlier than him, but he was finishing up at work. I was terrified, but I I didn't think to call work, because even then, I still thought it was stupid kids. I mean, wouldn't you have thought so? Kids getting into trouble. I mean, I, I remember the sort of stunts I pulled when I was, oh, I don't know, 16, 17. And you see boys in Boston just hanging around all the time looking for trouble. I just thought that whoever were behind it were little boys like that. He got home about a half hour later. They were waiting for him. I heard screams and went out into the hallway to see what was happening. When I saw, I just ran back in and called the police. Shit, I try not to think about it. It's better. It's just better, he says, for him to keep it out of sight and out of mind. And New York would be a good fresh start for us both. The Globe was getting stifling after a point. Such an old-fashioned mentality. We were always sort of the unwashed kids running around and making trouble. Never really taken seriously. If anything, the article was the first time they saw us as, you know, halfway grown up. And even then, it was under ten layers of condescension. They let us both go for the article, but after the incident, they said they would take us back. But of course, it was too late by then, and we both just wanted to get out of Boston we didn't feel safe in our own apartment.
1: A friend from school moved with her husband to Mississippi. Someone burned a cross on their lawn, but it never came to anything. We all still talk about Leo Frank and such, but in my experience, it's often just about scaring you into submission. Well, obviously, something came of this. I didn't mean to imply that you were like cowardly for moving. No, I know you didn't. It just so it sort of sounded meant it was shocking. That's all. In Boston, of all places.
2: Everywhere feels so frightening now. I don't like walking at night with him anymore. Everyone who stares at us for too long, I feel like they know.
1: You didn't realize they knew before? You look at him and you see it. Everyone does. Why never? It didn't seem
2: obvious to me. I mean, he doesn't have the side curls or anything. He dresses
1: like everyone else. You like him like that, right? Blending in? I don't. Well, it doesn't matter. He doesn't pass. Your parents saw it when they met him. He can call himself Edward Llewellyn all he wants. We all see it. Excuse me. I knew he was Jewish when we started dating, you
2: know. Great. I don't like what you're implying about me, and frankly, I don't think I've given you any reason. I apologize. If we're to live together for the foreseeable future, I'd like to feel we can be
1: civil to each other. I'd like to feel that, too. I'm sorry.
2: I appreciate you opening your home to us. You couldn't have been kinder.
1: I could be. It's all right. It's terrible, what happened. You hear about it more and more in Germany. It makes me sick.
2: I feel like I can never stop listening to the radio lately.
1: Or I'll miss something. Some new awful thing. It must be exciting to be a journalist now, though. It was at first, but now... That must be him.
0: I have the last of them.
1: You look like you crossed the Atlantic and took as long. I mean, my stairs are a schlep, but how long does it take to carry a few suitcases?
0: Uh, parking, plus the snow. I can barely walk. It's coming down in sheets.
1: Is it really? It was just a flurry before.
0: It's more like a blizzard now. You might get snowed in.
1: We should go sledding, then. Central Park and all?
0: Oh, wow. Maybe.
1: Hope it doesn't stop the trains. I have places to be tomorrow.
0: you are no fun.
1: It's not like you'd have wanted me there anyway.
0: Oh, come on. You can always
1: join us. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Are you even going to give me a hello?
1: You didn't give me one.
0: Uh, All right, should I go back out and come in again?
1: No, stop being a clown. Come here.
0: (laughs) All right, let me go. You're choking me. You look nice. Very downtown Manhattan.
1: What's that supposed to mean?
0: Just that it's obvious where you go to school. It's a nice look. It suits you. You always looked out of place with your mother dressing you.
1: My mother hasn't dressed me in years. And your face looks like a bear got at it.
0: It's not that intense.
1: No, it's not. I'm sorry.
0: They say it'll keep on fading.
1: I'm sure it will.
0: When my mom was up, she said it finally made me look like
2: a man. That was an awful thing to say.
0: Don't they say scars make you handsome?
1: It makes you look like a stupid little boy.
0: I believe the papers said heroic young journalist.
1: And the sympathetic papers did.
0: Well, chuck the rest. You- <laughs> Thank you for letting us stay here, dear cousin.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It won't be for long.
1: Good, because I need a paying roommate again soon, need I remind you. I'm already going to be hard on this month.
0: Well, we'll find work soon, and then I'll pay you back.
1: It's not exactly an easy time to get work.
0: I'm hoping our reputation will precede us.
1: If you ever get too hard up, I'm sure they can make room for you at the deli.
0: I'd rather starve. Besides, we're in a good line of work. It's starting to be the best time to be a journalist.
1: So you think there'll be a war? You'd
2: be foolish to think there wouldn't be one. I mean, think of it. Franco in Spain. Japan invading China. Germany taking Austria. I mean, Chamberlain's out of his mind if he thinks Hitler signing a little piece of paper is going to do a damn thing.
1: We don't need another war.
0: It doesn't matter what we need. It's simply the reality. You
1: want one, don't you? No, of course not.
0: I'm just saying it's bound to happen.
1: You want what? To prove yourself? Is that it?
0: No, that's not what I'm saying.
1: You get this stupid glimmer in your eye when it's brought up. All men your age
2: do... I do not. You twist everything I say. Eddie and I worked on an interview with an anti-war group a few months ago. Neither
1: of us are Hawks.
0: Do you want Hitler to just be unchallenged?
1: Oh, God, who are you, your father? I am not in any way implying that I think we should just let Hitler continue. I am obviously not saying that. What I'm saying is that I just don't think war is any sort of cause for celebration, and I certainly don't think it's going to solve what's happening in Germany. I mean... What will stop Hitler from annexing Belgium again or do something to the Jews of Germany? And we have enough of that over here as well without- Well,
0: obviously I know that, Freda.
2: Please. Please, enough. Obviously you both agree with each other. This is silly.
0: I don't know if we do. Enough.
2: Please. Do you have any sort of, I don't know, house rules we should know? How do you mean? Like... I don't know, should we make the bed each day? Divide up who takes out the trash, things like that?
1: Oh, um... Just try to clean up after yourself and not, you know, disturb me too much. Just, I don't want to have to alter my life much by this. And I... I understand why you both need to stay, but please try to find somewhere else for the future, because this place really only fits two. I don't mean to be cruel, but you have to understand. do. So that's pretty much it. Also, I won't cook for you.
0: We wouldn't want you to.
1: Ha ha. We're both pretty rotten cooks ourselves.
0: Uh, we should invite some of the family over at some point, maybe. They can make us something good. David and his wife don't live that far. Do you ever have them over?
1: They don't, you know, like to come here. And I think they would like to even less with you staying here, Mr. Llewellyn.
0: They seemed pretty civil to me at Passover.
1: You haven't been to Passover since 35. I stopped by this year. Second Seder, you came for dessert and left early. I don't know why you made the drive if you were going to leave that quick.
0: I was going to come for the first and stay the whole weekend, but Italy and Britain signed the Easter Accords and they needed me at the Globe. I could barely get away. The international news stops for no one. They should have been damn happy with me showing up at all.
2: I wanted to come as well, but they couldn't spare us both. I mean, there was so much to do. I was bouncing from embassy to embassy like a messenger
1: boy. It would have only been worse if you'd come along. Don't you talk to her like that? (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, but you know it's true.
0: I don't understand why you're choosing to do this.
1: No, of course you don't.
0: Christ, Freda, if I'd wanted to live with this type of constant guilt tripping, I'd just have moved back in with my mother.
2: I'm sure you would have.
0: Apologize to her.
2: No. No. This is silly. We're going in circles like children. Julia... Please. Enough. I'm very tired. And is right. I mean, she's, she's probably right, isn't she? They wouldn't have wanted me there. You said as much at the time, Eddie. You did. I said... We're, we're being ridiculous right now. I'm exhausted. I want to take a shower. May I use your shower? Yes, yes, of course. Good. I'm going to go do that.
0: You don't have to just go. No,
2: no, no, Now here's a mess. I think I need to take a shower, and I'm going to do that. Please excuse me. Do you need to borrow a towel? No, it's fine. We have our own. I don't need you to be more put upon than you already are. It's fine. I have my own towel. I'll need to borrow soap.
1: I hope that's all right.
0: Of course it's all right.
2: I'm a guest in your home. I want to make sure that it is. It's fine.
1: Take what you want. Thank you.
0: You... are such...
1: I'm sorry. I was too harsh on her. It's not her fault. Her
0: ...fault. What came over you?
1: I just can't stand it. Seeing you like this. Like what? Like you think you're Carrie Grant. Everything about you. I mean, Edward Llewellyn. It's almost funny. It's not funny. Edward
0: Llewellyn. Oh, please.
1: Thank God she calls you Eddie. Even she can't take that seriously. I hate that she calls
0: me that. Most people at work call me Ed or whatever. She started calling me Eddie right out the gate. It's diminishing.
1: Oh, please.
0: It's the name of a gap-toothed little boy.
1: Do people really look at you and believe your parents named you Edward Llewellyn? Where do you tell them you're from? Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, I just can't handle this.
0: You you can't have a byline with Ezra Levinsky. Believe me, I've tried.
1: And they're letting Julia Ford write about Franco?
0: No, she's J. Ford when she writes.
1: But E. Levinsky doesn't really have the same ring to it. No to change both names. Ezra Llewellyn? It doesn't sound so bad.
0: It sounds disjointed. Puts the lie front and center. Besides, the sin was losing the family name. It it wouldn't have made it much better.
1: Sure, but do you know how strange it is to hear her call you Eddie?
0: It was strange to hear it myself. Took a while to get used to.
1: Your mother, when she was at the hospital, did she call you that to her?
0: They barely spoke. My mother spoke to the nurses, and whenever they left, She spoke to me in Yiddish. She never even looked at Julia.
1: I mean, what did you expect? Everyone's being crazy. Yeah, what did you expect? Are you really
0: as mad as the rest of them? I mean, don't you at least see my side? (laughs) Come on, of all people, I thought you would get it.
1: Ezra, if this was just about you falling in love with the wrong person, then of course I'd get it. But that's not what this is. This is you trying to be American. This is you ashamed of us and what and who you are. This is you trying to hide in plain sight because you're so obviously terrified of what the world is becoming. And I hope you know that if what's happening over there starts happening here, your stupid Goyesh name isn't going to do a thing, and she's not going to be there for you either.
0: You don't know that.
1: Who did those guys beat up? You both wrote the article, but they only went for you.
0: It would just look too bad if they beat up a woman.
1: A Christian woman from a good family.
0: They wouldn't beat you up either.
1: You think they're not beating up women over there? And you know exactly what's happening down south with the Klan. I mean, even here. Do you think people here haven't followed me home before? I feel on edge all of the time. When I go to Schul, it's like I'm expecting someone at any moment to burst down the doors.
0: And you think I don't know what's happening? That I'm not as angry about it as you are? What do you think that article was?
1: That article was you writing about it, learning about it, and thinking about it like you're a goy.
0: That article was the best thing I've ever
1: written. I didn't say it was bad. I thought it was a brilliant piece of journalism. But it was you as the great Goy journalist, saving the world with a searing expose. You and your shik's a girlfriend, that is. It wasn't an article written by a Jew urging his community to resist the destruction of us as a nation. It was... flaccid.
0: How can you say that?
1: You interviewed members of a fascist club.
0: And the Communist Party.
1: You put American Nazis in the Boston Globe. And then those Nazis hated what I said about them so much, they painted kike on my door and gave me a concussion. That was because they found out you were a Jew, not because of what you wrote. A little Brooklyn Jew living with a good, unmarried New England girl? I can just imagine how that meeting must have gone.
0: Julia isn't some innocent little girl.
1: She is in their eyes, especially next to you. She's a thing to be protected. That's how they all talk about it. Look at those Jews. They're in your house. They're at your work. Their hands are on your money and your women.
0: You're being an alarmist.
1: They're arresting people for it over there. They're marching them through the streets and sending them God knows where. That's over there.
0: It's not miscegenation here.
1: You don't think people think the same thing here? You wrote that article. You spoke to those people. You know what they're saying and what they're thinking.
0: I'm not saying they don't think that, but it isn't everyone.
1: That's why you have to write
0: these pieces. We have to let people know so that we can find ways of fighting it. We can't just let it fester.
1: But it's what half the country's thinking already. All you did was validate it. And then to make matters worse, they made an example of you. Julia's right. This sympathetic paper has called you heroic. There's just as many people saying you got what was coming to you.
0: Is that what you think? No!
1: God, of course not! I just think you need to begin to be honest about your situation. This isn't a time to be distancing yourself from the Jewish home.
0: Oh, thank you, Dawn de You're certainly one to talk.
1: What the hell does that mean?
0: I just mean I don't see you down in Crown Heights helping Bubby make a fresh batch of rugelow right now. You're not much better a daughter than I am a son.
1: They don't want me. It's different. They don't... They've not wanted me since my mother caught me and Sarah Zimmerman in my room senior year of high school.
0: (sighs) Barely anyone even knows about that.
1: That's not true. I can feel their eyes on me every time I go down there. They all know. They just choose not to talk about it because it was only a momentary indiscretion. But I know they all know, and I still go. I may not go a lot, but I try my best. Because family does matter, Ezra. It doesn't just go away. And besides what you're doing, it's bigger than just a rejection of family. It's a rejection of everything.
0: Being Jewish isn't everything.
1: It's what makes you fundamentally different from everyone who isn't, and fundamentally the same as everyone who is. There's things you and I can understand with no words at all that she can't even begin to comprehend. And you know exactly what I mean.
0: She's been terrified since it happened. Always on edge. She barely sleeps through the night. Looks over her shoulder when we're out together. It's all she thinks
1: about. Sure, she cares about you, she's scared for you, but she can't understand how it feels to be you, to be hated for the virtue of existing.
0: We started talking about it, she wants to understand. But she can't. Why do you always see the bad in people? Why are you all so convinced that the world is against you?
1: Because it is! Don't you see? As soon as things get any worse, she's going to see that too, and she's going to get out while she still can.
0: That isn't true.
1: Yes, it is. That's how people are.
0: No, it's how it is for you because you push everyone away, because you've never had anybody love you. I'm, I'm sorry, Freda.
1: What's wrong with you? I'm an idiot. You're such an asshole. I know. And it's not even true.
0: No, it's not. So many people love you. I I love you. I know. And someone will.
1: Yeah, yeah. They will. Don't say shit like that again. I won't. You can't live here if you talk to me like that.
0: I won't talk to you like that. I'm sorry, I'm a pig.
1: You called your mother. No. You should. She's been calling me all day, worrying if you'd gotten in all right, especially with the snow and your head.
0: (laughs) Well, Julia drove, doctor's orders. I just parked, tell her that. You tell her. All she does is yell at me. It's draining. I've had too long a day.
1: That's mothers. That's how it is.
0: She won't even say Julia's name when we talk. Just that woman.
1: She wants grandchildren.
0: She already has grandchildren. And she'll have them from me, too.
1: Not Jewish grandchildren. Not from Julia.
0: She could convert.
1: Has she told you that?
0: Uh, Well, we've not really discussed it.
1: She'll never fit in. Not really. Your kids will be halfway secular, even if you try to raise them Jewish. You know how it is. She won't know how to keep a kosher home. (laughs) You don't
0: know how to keep a kosher home. I I, I bet my life on you having bacon in the icebox as we speak.
1: No, but I know how to.
0: And you're not going to have grandchildren?
1: I can't do anything about that. Just call her. She really wants to hear from you. She told me so. She needs to talk to you. I'm
0: fine. She knows this. She was there when they discharged me.
1: Not just about you, about your family back in Germany.
0: What's going on with them?
1: They're trying to get out of the country.
0: I know. I thought that was going all right. It's been saving.
1: There's been issues with papers. Now she's getting less and less contact. I don't really know what's going on.
0: Well, what, what does she want me to do about it?
1: You're her son. I expect she wants to talk to you about it. Have you tell her it's all right.
0: I don't know how to do that.
1: Well, try. You know, I have to go.
0: What, now? It's so late.
1: I'm meeting some friends 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 I do have friends
0: I I know
1: feel free to use the kitchen all right I'll be back late don't wait up we won't do you want me to give my friends number if you need anything
0: Uh, no it's all right okay I'll see you later
1: yeah Does it still hurt? What? You know. The scar? Uh,
0: uh, No, it's fine. Just a little tender.
1: Do you mind if I touch it? I
0: mean, if you want to. Step right up.
1: It's really quite nasty, you know.
0: I know. But it'll fade.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Hey, I'm lucky they didn't take a pound of flesh, huh? You're
1: terrible!
0: I know, but I've been waiting for a chance to make that joke, and if I told it to Julia, she'd probably scream at me.
1: (laughs) Not exactly her sense of humor. And all this from the boy who nearly flunked out of Hebrew school for asking too many questions. No one will let that go. Because no one can forget Zadie saying, just how did you ask too many?
0: Questions to a rabbi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. For everything.
1: You're welcome.
2: She's out for the night.
0: How much did you hear?
2: Not a lot. You have family in Germany?
0: My mother does. Hey, kid. Hey, yourself.
2: Mind if I join you? Not at all. She hates me.
0: No, she doesn't.
2: Yes, she does. You saw all that.
0: She's just like that. Don't worry.
2: He's like that with everyone? Yes. I miss our place.
0: I know. I miss our jobs. I know.
2: I miss Boston. I hate this. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry?
0: This is all my fault.
2: This is not your fault.
0: Whose fault is it?
2: We got ourselves into this together.
0: But it was me who... No...
2: It was us both.
0: Do you regret it?
2: I don't know. Do you?
0: I don't know. No?
2: Anything worse had happened to you. But it didn't. But it could have.
0: Look, I'm here. I'm fine. It's all alright now.
2: Don't condescend me. I'm not. Yes, you are. You don't know if everything will be all right.
0: (laughs) You're letting her get to you. It's over. Let's move on.
2: It was a big deal, Eddie.
0: Uh, It's fine. It's over. I'm fine.
2: But if a thing like that happened again... It won't. It was so scary. I barely make them out. Five on you, one holding you down. And you... You looked dead. Your head seemed the wrong way.
0: It wasn't even that serious a concussion.
2: It could have been.
0: They were just some idiots. They barely knew what they were doing.
2: How can you just brush this off?
0: Do you want me to just worry all the time like she does? How would that be any better?
2: Well, that's not what I meant. I just think that...
0: We, we moved, all right? We're not ignoring it or
2: anything? It isn't only in Boston. And you know what I mean by that?
0: Please, let's just focus on here for now. I mean, we have enough to
2: worry about. Oh, God. And I'm terrified we'll not find work. Breda was right about that, you know. And it'll be twice as hard for me.
0: Anyone would be a fool not to hire you.
2: The job at the Globe was a fluke.
0: You told me that when we first met, you know. And I still think it's nonsense.
2: Either way, I can't go back to writing about the best soaps for getting stains out of silk. I really can't. I'll throw myself into the Hudson.
0: You won't have to. Anywhere will apply, we'll say we're a matching set. Want one, you get both. You
2: can't promise that.
0: I can do anything. Watch me.
2: I did watch you.
0: Enough of that, I swear.
2: I don't like it when you talk like you're invincible. It scares me.
0: I thought you'd think it's hot.
2: I don't.
0: Not even a little?
2: It's not funny.
0: Why are you so bent out of shape?
2: I don't know how you can be so light about this all.
0: What else should I be? I don't know. I thought we were done talking about this.
2: I just feel like you never want to talk about it.
0: I I don't know what there is to talk about.
2: I mean, obviously it's not just something you can brush aside.
0: (laughs) Julia, it's not the first time in my life I've been called that word. We're gotten into a fight.
2: You never told me that.
0: It didn't seem relevant.
2: Oh, is it not relevant?
0: Well, I just assumed you'd know. How
2: would I know? What, was it ever this bad?
0: No. No. And of
2: course,
0: of course, this was scarier than anything's been. Because it came to our place and all, and... They knew my name and where I worked, and yeah, posed a bigger threat. I get that, but it, you know, I I knew this type of stuff happened. I'd seen it happen. It, It was a risk we ran with writing that article in the first place.
2: Well, you never discussed that risk with me.
0: Everyone at the Globe kept telling us we were kicking the hornet's nest.
2: Yes, well, I just assumed they were talking about us getting backlash. Angry letters, not anything. You really thought a thing like this could happen?
0: No. Uh, Not really. Not consciously, no. But I knew those types of things did happen. I just didn't think something that bad could happen here, in Boston.
2: Or you felt you could fight it all. You're an idiot. Why didn't you tell me any of this? I don't know. I keep having nightmares.
0: I know. I hear you in your sleep. You have them too. No, I don't.
2: You do. Once you woke me up in the middle of the night. You thrashing in bed. I held you down. You looked at me like you didn't know me, then you calmed down and went back to sleep. I don't remember that.
0: Maybe you dreamed it. I didn't dream it. Everyone has bad
2: dreams. I hear the radio. The stories, what's happening in Germany, and all I think of is you. I think that could be Eddie. Any second, that could be Eddie in those terrible men's hands, and I'd be absolutely powerless to stop it.
0: You've got nothing to worry about. I'd never let that happen.
2: I don't think it's a question of let I mean, I'm sure that's what the German men told their girls, too.
0: Well, none of them were me. Were us. We're, we're going to save America, single-handedly. We'll write more articles, do more research, rile up the nation. No one can stop us at our best. You're the one who said it. Mussolini, Hitler, Franco. They can't hold a candle to you and me, and you know it. And when we win the Nobel Prize, join me, of course. We'll keep it on the top shelf in the study, so the children can't accidentally break it.
2: Children. Plural.
0: Two? Three? What are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking that you're getting ahead of yourself.
0: I think I'm having a perfectly logical response to my situation, actually.
2: Alright, alright. Be serious.
0: I don't want to be. We've been serious for weeks. I'm sick of it.
2: Eddie, please. I want to talk to you about something serious. For real. How can you
0: be serious right now?
2: I need to tell you something.
0: Can it wait? Come on, she's out for the night. Let's make an evening of it. We can attempt to cook, put on some records. I'm sure she has some that aren't total shit. Share a bottle of wine? It can be nice. We can be normal. We haven't had a nice, normal night like this in so long.
2: Eddie. It's just...
0: What? I'm sorry, is it really important? Like, pressing, urgent, important?
2: No. Not really. Not worth spoiling a nice evening.
0: Good. Good! Wonderful!
2: Calm down, kid.
0: don't kid me.
2: That's all you are. Just a dumb kid. Yeah? Absolutely.
0: Just a kid, huh?
2: Barely out of the cradle.
0: As opposed to you?
2: Well, I'm a lady of age. Standing. A fineman. You should address me with respect.
0: <laughs> well then, ma'am, do you find anything endearing about this kid?
2: Mm. Quite a bit.
0: The World was written and directed by Zoe Sinisi Grossberg. It was sound designed and edited by Remy Gajewski and stage managed by Isabel Flunce. Starring Sophie Falvey, Katie Friedemann, and Justin Polovsky. I'm your host, Jack Brenn.